Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. I want you to imagine the following scenario. Imagine that you got a great website for your copywriting services, and you're out there marketing and networking and prospecting like crazy, really hustling to get your first few clients and paying projects. And then one day, all that hard work seems to pay off. You open up your email, and there is an inquiry from a company, a prospect looking for a copywriter, and they're contacting you, and they want to talk to you about a project. So you're excited, so you get them on the phone, you have a conversation with them, you're asking them about their needs and what they're looking for, they ask you questions, and everything seems to go great. And then, after that call, nothing happens. The client doesn't hire you, and you may even have found out later on that they went with a different copywriter. What the heck happened? What did you do wrong? Well, maybe you didn't do anything wrong. Maybe it was your price. Maybe it was uh, your portfolio. It might have been all, many other kinds of, of, of factors that contributed to you not getting the job. However, it also could have been that you did not have as effective a conversation with that prospect, that critical first conversation. It wasn't as effective as it could have been. In other words, you didn't sell yourself effectively. And because you didn't sell yourself as effectively as you could, your prospect wasn't motivated uh, as much as they could have been in order to hire your services. Okay, so at that first time meeting with a prospect, whether it's on the phone, whether it's back and forth by email, whether it's in person, is really important because it's your opportunity to uh, shine. It's your opportunity to have that kind of conversation with the prospect where they are going to feel motivated to want to work with you and only you and no one else. That's called selling yourself. Now, I remember years ago, a old sales mentor of mine, actually a famous sales author, Stephen Schiffman, he once said that when you get inquiries into your services, you can almost divide them into three parts or three-thirds. The first third of, pro- of inquiries that you get are from prospects who are probably going to hire you no matter what. Uh, they know you, or they've been referred to you, or they were initially impressed with your website, and they, they talked to you, and uh, you can really fumble and stumble through that initial conversation with them, and they'll still hire you, <laughs> okay? One-third are like that. There's another third of prospects who, according to Schiffman, will never hire you, no matter what. You're just not a good fit. Your price is not right. Uh, Maybe you don't want to work with them for a variety of reasons uh, because they're not uh, potentially a good client for you. For for many reasons, there's a third that you'll never get. And then there's a final third of inquiries. These are the inquiries that you could get if you sold yourself effectively, if you had an effective conversation with that prospect, where uh, you've asked questions and, and you've, you've uh, gained rapport and you had a, a very strategic conversation with them and they felt motivated to hire you at your price. 
Okay, that's a third of the prospect, a uh, third of the inquiries that you'll get. And obviously, that means that if you learn how to sell yourself effectively on that first time conversation with the prospect, then there's a potential there to double the amount of clients and projects that you get. So it's worthwhile learning some tips and techniques and strategies for having an effective first time conversation with a prospect, isn't it? So to help us do that, I invited a very special guest on today's podcast. Uh, He's been on here before, about a year ago. His name is Casey Demchek, and he has been a successful full-time freelance copywriter for, I think, probably getting on 20 years or more. And before that, he was actually a staff copywriter at a company. Specializes in a couple of uh, very interesting niche markets. And one thing that has, has impressed me about Casey, and I've known him for many years, is how good he is at selling his own copywriting. He can sell copy. He's very good at getting on the phone with a prospect and not doing hard selling, by the way. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about carnival barking here, trying to sell something. But having a professional, strategic conversation with a prospect, building rapport, getting to know the prospect's needs and what they really, really are looking for, and having that kind of conversation where by the time the conversation is over, the prospect is, is eager to, to hire you at, at, the, at, the, at the price that you want. So that is, uh, that's the kind of conversation that Casey's very good at. So I invited him to uh, be on the podcast today and to share some of his tips and ideas and techniques on how to have an effective conversation, how to sell your copywriting. So without further ado, here is Casey Demchek. Casey, I've known you for a number of years, and uh, the impression I've got in our discussions is that you're really good at having what I call the sales conversation with prospects. When you're first in contact with a new prospect, where you're exchanging emails back and forth, or where you get them on the phone, you're, you're really good at that point where you're talking to a prospect about your services and and you're selling them you're, you're convincing them to uh to buy one of your copywriting packages is this a skill that you've developed over the years as a freelance copywriter or is this something that you've always been good at you know i've always been kind of good at it the reason being and uh, i know you have a similar background i was raised by a salesman and my dad ran his own business and uh my older brother also worked in the business and they, they were out there selling every day. And I was just in that environment. I just grew up in an environment where there was no set salary or anything like that. You had to get up every day, go out, generate business. And, and uh, you know, you, you had to have that sales mentality and that conversational spirit and, you know, get people to like you and trust you. And I just grew up around that. So it was always kind of, kind of came natural to me. I was just raised that way. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. I, 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 my dad was also a business owner, and also the first few years after I completed university, uh, I was I had a sales career, an early sales career. So I, I, I learned a lot about selling back then as well. Um, now, just when it comes to tactics, when you first get an inquiry from a potential client, um, and in most cases I suspect they email you, maybe they call you. But do you usually have that conversation via email first, maybe back and forth where you're, where you're conversing that way? Or, or do you try to get them on the phone? You know, I try to these days where I try to get them on is Zoom. 
I try to have a Zoom video uh, chat with them, uh, which is very effective for me. And uh, the reason it is, is the reason I do that is when people come to my site on almost every page, I have a video of me speaking about whatever that topic of the page is, you know, my services or whatever. There's a video of me on my homepage and my service pages. And I shoot the videos of me right here at my desk. I mean, you've seen me at my desk on video. Right. And all my videos are from that perspective. So when I, so they kind of get to know me a little bit and they see me in my office. Okay, here's the guy I would be working with and there's where he'd be working. When I get them on a Zoom conference, they see me sitting in the exact same spot, looking the exact same way. And they kind of already feel like they know me a little bit. So I do that strategically. I want to get them on Zoom so they can see me. And also I want to see them too. And, yeah, and for those listeners who may not be familiar with Zoom, it's a uh, it, it's a it's a, stre- a screencast teleconference service. In fact, uh, Casey and I are having our conversation on Zoom right now. Uh, yeah. And most business owners, most clients uh, are aware of Zoom. Zoom's just something people are using. Uh, most businesses are using nowadays. Uh, it's becoming common. So if you uh, if you're talking to a prospect and you say, "Hey, let's set up a Zoom meeting." Nine, nine times out of 10, they're going to know what that is, aren't they, Casey? Yeah, absolutely. There was When I first started with it, there was a few people who didn't know, and I'd teach them how to use it. But now, almost everybody, like you said, they go, okay, yeah, you know, they're cool with Zoom. They're used to it. They've used it with other people. Yeah, it's, become, it's becoming the Facebook of, of teleconferencing and web conferencing. <laughs> yeah, and I do very few now phone conversations. Almost all my meetings are in Zoom. That's right. And you also get an opportunity to share a screen as well, because sometimes I'll be talking to a prospect and uh, I'll say, hey, let's, uh, you know, uh, you you sent me an example of your copy. Let's throw it up on the screen and discuss it. So you can do that as well. There's a lot of functionality with Zoom. So we're not here to sell Zoom, but just let you know that, you know, it's it's a it's a very powerful way to have that conversation because it's almost mimics face to face, isn't it? You you can see each other and it's almost like having a face to face meeting. It, it, it very much so. And I, I really like it a lot. I think it, it's just a great tool these days so that people can get, you know, the old know you like you trust you thing. You know? Now, one thing that I always advocate is uh, if you can't get a prospect on Zoom is to have a phone conversation with them. I find a lot of writers, uh, you know, they'll, they'll receive an inquiry from a, a potential new client via email uh, and they'll just do a back and forth thing with email. And it's kind of a, it feels safe a little bit. You're kind of hiding a bit behind the email, right? Yeah. Um, but I always encourage, if you can't get them on a Zoom meeting, at least get them, get the prospect on the phone. Have a live, real back and forth conversation with them. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I know exactly what you mean. I've ran into some, I think it's might be even a generational thing. I've ran into some younger people where they basically say, I don't want to talk to you. I just do email. And I, and I, and I end up not working with those people because I, I think it's just critical. To, um, you know, there's no tone in email. I mean, you can say things that can come across the wrong way. I think you really build a rapport by speaking with people. Now, do you have a particular strategy on how to make this happen? Like, How do you, when you get an inquiry, and I, I suspect a lot of your inquiries come in at first by email, mm-hmm. um, how do you get them on a Zoom meeting or on a phone call? You know, uh, different ways, like I, I had two of them this week and it was from authors and they came to me about back cover copy for their books. And I said, well, you know, you need much more than back cover copy. You need 
And I described very briefly the platform packages I build for them that include multiple marketing pieces for their book. And I sent them a couple, I sent them samples of the platforms I've done for other authors. Right. And they respond back to me saying, oh, this is even better than, this is good. This is what I need. This is what I want. You know, when can we talk? So I, I always reply back with a sample or something or a solution that they hadn't thought of. Um, they, uh, you know, a lot of times other people come to me and say, you know, my messaging sucks. Could you, I need to redo my web copy. And I'll say, no, you need a comprehensive messaging package. I've attached a couple for you to look at. Oh, this, I like this one. When, when can we talk? So I, I try to go back with something that, that piques their interest, something that they need that they didn't know they needed. And that typically gets them interested in having, and then I, and I send the samples and say, you're happy to do a 20 to 30 minute free consultation on zoom. What do you say? And, you know, sure, you know, they've looked at samples, they're kind of excited, they've checked out my website, and, and they're happy to get on Zoom and get to know me better. That's the this is, a, this is a great strategy, uh, Casey, so I just want to repeat it. So you get an inquiry coming in, and you get a sense of, of what they're looking for. They may come to you with a problem, we don't like our website copy, we don't like our messaging, or we need back cover book copy, and then you when you reply back by email, you're sending them something that they can, uh, it's almost like something they can aspire to. Like, yes. you know, don't, you don't need a website, new website message. You need a key message platform. And here's, yes. here's what it looks like. Here's what you could get. And then they see that and they go, wow. And then they, I guess they're almost chomping at the bit to have that 15 to 30 minute consultation with you. Yeah. It, you're, 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 you know, it comes back to the thing, you know, what we learned, when we were younger, there's the, you know, a lot of beginning copywriters are order takers, you know, like, sure, or you need this. Okay, I'll do that. And then, you know, then you want to become a consultant where somebody comes to you with something and you can offer them solutions that they hadn't thought of. So that's right. the approach I take. So I, I've come back with them with a, a solution that exceeds what they thought they needed. And they get excited about that, especially when I send them samples. Yeah, so you're not a order taker, you're a solution maker. A solution, that's it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, my next question uh, kind of ties in what we just talked about. Um, you know, sometimes the prospect will think they need one thing, but then uh, they really need something different. Uh, and, and maybe we're duplicating things here. Is that pretty much the same strategy? I get that all the time where prospects say, you know, we need this. And then once I learn more about uh, what they're what, what they're trying to achieve, I realize they really need something else. Yeah, um, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they now, need something. They think it, it's the old thing. They come to you with what they think they need, and then you present them a solution that it's the old thing of they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And that whenever you're able to show them something that they didn't know, and and it, it hits them in a good way, they immediately think of you as like, okay, this. This person has his act together. This is what I need, you know. Now, I probably, I think I can um, anticipate the answer to this question, but what do you do if a prospect comes to you and says, and you, you know, they say they need back cover copy and then you send them something and they go, uh, no, no, I, I just want, you know, 250 words of back cover copy for my book and that's it. That, that, that's what I want you to write for me. Um, and so they're resisting this idea that you, you can offer a more fuller solution to them. Well, how do you deal with a situation like that? What I do with that, uh, I have a service for authors um, where I'll say to them, look, you know, I, I'll, I'll explain, I'll be very open and explain to them, say, look, to, to kind of go through your book, 
interview you, get to know you, takes a lot of my time. So I, it isn't worth all my time to do all of that and then just do back cover copy. I have, quite frankly, I, I don't make any money. You know, I, the, the time I put into preparation and getting to know you and your book far exceeds what I can charge you to just write back cover copy. But what I can do for you is I do have a service where if you do a rough draft, good best shot you can take at writing your own back cover, we can get on a Zoom meeting, just like this, only with video, and getting Google Docs together. And I'll spend an hour jamming with you and try to edit your back cover copy the very best that I can. And uh, re, you know, take take your what you've written and make it into my best effort in one hour. And then also, after that, for a couple of weeks, you can send me some follow up emails. I'll answer some answer some questions. And I, you know, what I charge right now for that is two ninety seven. So it's it's basically I'm in I'm in there with with them for one hour. Do the best I can. I get a good fee. Give them some email follow up, um, and and that's how I handle that. And if they don't want to do that, then I just you know I have to let them know that it's just we're just not a match. Yeah, and it's just not something that you do, something you offer your and uh, and it just goes back to your positioning where you're not an order taker, you're a solution provider, solution maker. Yeah, and you have to have the guts to say no to something like that because you have to do the business part of it and think how you know, I because there was a time when I would just do back cover projects, but I figured out I'm losing money on each of these because the time I'm putting into it, the preparation and going through their book, you know, I'm I, I you know, I, I was billing them like four fifty, I think, or four hundred bucks for back cover. And I was putting in easily a thousand dollars of my time, you know. Right. To bill four hundred bucks. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, and I really like the like what you just said there, Casey. A thousand dollars of my time. So right. it's the, it's not just hours. You got to think of your time as money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're a freelancer, and uh, you know how much how much are you worth per hour, and how much are you wasting on 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 low paying projects? Um, now, obviously, in these conversations, a Zoom meeting or a phone meeting, you, you're going to get to a point where you're discussing price. Yeah. So do you have a particular strategy in how you do that? You simply spit it out. This is these are my prices, and that's it. Or is there another way you have that conversation? What I do, I do two things. Number one is before we even, you know, as we're kind of getting near the price, you know, there's a line I heard. I forget where I heard this, but it was a great line, and that is, people don't buy what you're selling; they buy why you're selling it. In other words, what's your, you know. There's people who just order offer services, but then there's people who offer services because they're on a mission to really help people. And, you know, they're sincere about what they do. So I really try to come across, number one, to, 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 to kind of let people know why I do what I do. Why, you know, and, and then they kind of realize from that that I'm really into it and that I'm sincere about what I'm doing. And then the other technique I use is, is uh, what's called getting on the client's side of the fence. Right. I talk to them about them. And what, what is this going to mean to you? If I write this message platform for you, what, what can this mean for your consulting business? What can this mean for you in terms of you selling more books or services? You know, and I kind of get them in that conversation and they'll, they'll start talking, well, you know, I've got this, I, you know, I, I, I've got this consulting service, Casey. And I think with your messaging help, I can, I can sell more of my $2,000 consulting packages. And I'll say, you know, do you think we'll really help you do that? And would it kind of get you over the hump and make you feel more confident about marketing your service? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So then you you get you find out what it really the value of it, and then you're in, you're in a much better position then to talk price with them mm -hmm. because what you're doing is letting you know if they come out and say to you, "I've got a two thousand dollar consulting package or whatever," that I, I want to sell more of them. 
And I said, well, you think I can help you sell two or three more than you normally would? Oh, easily. Well, if they say that, you're, you're in a good position then to quote them a fee of, say, $4,000, we'll say. And, and then right away, they know, they can do math, that they just, if, if all you do is help them sell two packages, they, they're breaking even on what they, what they have to pay. So now you've made that $4,000 fee seem very reasonable. Or with an author, you know, if you're doing a $2,000 package or something, they know that, okay, if this guy just helps me sell an extra 25 books, you know, it's, he's paid for himself. So that's, that's kind of the technique. I think it's real important to get on the client side of the fence and get them to really talk about the value that you can bring to them. And then it's very easy to justify your pricing, I think. Which is a very basic principle in copywriting, isn't it? Building value, making the yes. value seem so, so great that the price seems cheap by comparison. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, is I'm always about what, what I ultimately selling is quality and value. I'm not selling my time. So when people, if people come back with me, well, how long is it going to take? Or, you know, and I don't mean like, you know, what's the deadline? Is it 10 days or two weeks? But how many hours? I always, I always change the conversation. It's about quality and value, not the number of hours it takes. I'm not selling hours. Yeah, and speaking of hours, uh, that really is the antithesis. The, the, uh, the sales conversation you just described is just the opposite of, uh, unfortunately, what a lot of writers do is that they approach these conversations with clients as if it's a job interview. Yeah. And they're answering questions. They're saying, what do you want? And do you have a budget? And, and what do you want me to do? What do you want me to write? And yes, I can do this for you. I'm qualified. And they treat it almost like a job interview. Mm -hmm. That really is a mistake, isn't it? You don't want to treat it like a job interview. You want to treat it as a conversation where you have something of value to offer that can really help the client achieve what they want. And if you have a conversation on that level, then uh, it's much more easy to talk about pricing and, and it's, you're much more likely to get, get the job, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it kind of ties back into that line, you know, they don't, they don't buy what you're selling. They buy why you're selling it. They, right. they, they, they want to know that you're, you're on a mission. And, you know, and so when my conversations are always about, this is what I do for people, you know, and, and this is why I do it. And, and sometimes what you find um, through this, the reason you have a consultation is to see if you're a good fit. There's times when you and the prospect aren't a good fit and you have to have the gumption to just move on. You know, I'm a big believer in moving on <clears throat> from something that isn't a good match for you to make room for something that is. You know, there's been many times where I've said no to something um, when you hang up the phone and you think, God, how can I turn away a project? But then within a couple of days, something that is a perfect match for you comes your way and you're glad you said no to the you know, previous prospect. Now, isn't that always the case? Yeah, I, and it takes some, some guts and confidence, but I think it's, it's just something real important to do. Sure does. And, and it's, it's really what you say no to is, is what makes your business grow. Um, it, it, Casey, these, this has been great. Uh, you've really shared a lot of insights into have a have a very uh, effective sales conversation with a, with a prospect, that, that, that uh, all-important first conversation you have with the prospect. Uh, are there any other tips you'd like to share? You know, I think the, the, the big tip would be, you know, going back to, to knowing what, what your mission is and what your purpose is and what you're doing. And when you, when you have that conversation with people, have that come across to them, that you're into what you're doing. And people really respond to that because they don't run into that an awful lot. And it's just, 
and, and the reason I try to get people on Zoom is, is, is a lot of people, um, they'll work with me, and I know the same with you, Steve, is, is they like you, so they want to work with you. It, 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 they may talk to other writers, but God, I, I like Steve. You know, I, I had such a good conversation with him. I'm going to go with him. It's, it never comes down to I'm the best copywriter on the planet. It's like, hey, I, you know, I like cases. Does, you know, I really like his samples and he seemed like a good guy to work with and he seems to be into what he's doing. You know, and I want to work with him. People, you know, pe people work with you a lot because they like you and they want to work with you. And of course, when you use that job interview style, it's really hard to make that kind of connection. So, you know, always think of it as, as, as you want a situation where you want to work with the client and the client likes you and wants to work with you. And I think that's the best way to go about it. You know, I think it was John Yantich uh, who wrote uh, Duct Tape Marketing, who said uh, people hire professionals because they know, like and trust them. That's the whole thing. No, like you know, for people to buy from you, they have to know, like and trust you and then they'll they'll buy from you. And that's just that's just the whole thing is that, that they have to like. Well, Casey, this has been great. Thank you very much for joining us on the B2B Writing Success Podcast. I'm sure our listeners uh, will just eat this stuff up. Well, thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure. So I hope you found those tips and ideas from Casey Demchek helpful on selling your copywriting. You know, the one thing that Casey said that really stood out for me had a lot to do with uh, shifting the mindset of the sales conversation you have with your prospect to one where you are more of an advisor rather than someone looking for a copywriting job or a copywriting gig. And Casey really emphasized digging deep and figuring out the needs, the real needs that the prospect has. A prospect may come to the table saying, I need X, when what they really need is X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so what Casey's really good at is letting clients, you know, talking to clients, having that conversation with, with prospects and, and finding out what's really going to help them, what's really going to make a difference, and then recommending that to the to them and that immediately shifts the um, shifts his positioning from of a copywriter looking for, you know looking for a gig and and uh, almost as an order taker to someone who's more of an advisor someone who has solutions someone who has smart recommendations and by changing that mindset I think you just the whole conversation changes and I think the client is much more likely to feel comfortable and confident in working with you. So something to think about. And I just wanted to do one uh, URL shout out. Uh, Casey Demchek has a lot of great courses that you might be interested in. A lot of them are published by AWAI. If you go to his website, uh, caseydemchek.com forward slash learn, you can find them all there. So I encourage you to check it out. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. Hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor, if you have any uh, topic ideas or guest ideas for this podcast, feel free to send me an email. You can reach me at stevesloanwhite at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So until next week, I'm Steve Slonwhite, and have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.